Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, um, thank you so much for this opportunity to come here today and, um, and share our faith and discuss our faith, Lord. We just um, thank you so much for Todd, and, and thank you for this ministry, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you love Cajun Catholics and redneck Protestants, Lord. <laughs> we just pray that you would bless all those listening to this ministry and um, bless this conversation, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Really excited today to have a very close friend, uh, a, a man of God, and a guy who he and uh, who the good Lord has put together, he and I, quite a while back, but Mr. Will Green. Welcome to the show, Will. Thank you, Todd. I, I really appreciate you having me on. All right, so Will is the CEO of the Louisiana Automobile Dealers Association, and that's a fancy title, but uh, he is our lobbyist, and uh, he comes from a very unique perspective. He's going to tell you he's from Bernice, Louisiana, so tell us a little bit about yourself. That's right. I'm from up in God's country, up, up <laughs> just north of Ruston, up in Bernice, Louisiana. I uh, I am the CEO of the Louisiana Automobile Dealers Association. Um, I uh, had that role for about six years now. I, I am an attorney. Uh, I am I am a lobbyist, and uh, and I now work for uh, for the Louisiana Automobile Dealers Association. All right. Well, so. Um, so much to talk about with you and I, uh, but how long has it been since you got the job? It, golly, it seemed like that was yesterday, but it's been a while, huh? Yeah, no, it, it, uh, gosh, it, it, it does seem like yesterday, but it, it has been um, uh, almost, yeah, almost, it's, it's, six, it's, it's 2016, so it's, almost, it's been seven years now. 16, baby. That's no coincidence. That's, that's my number right there. Okay, so, well, you know, Will has a deep faith. And I'm going to tell a quick story about him, but, but when we were looking for somebody to replace Bob Israel, who was a really wonderful man that, and deep faith guy himself, and, and worked for the association for many years, we had several lobbyists that had come in and interviewed, and there was just something about Will and his faith that touched me. And uh, I guess that was what was important to me. I, I guess when I, throughout my business career, I've always looked for people with high character and i guess that with that little bit of extra faith that 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 shows up in your life and and will um talked a lot about his he's an attorney and he had experience but he also spoke about his faith and it touched me and i went home that night and i told my wife well i hope that this guy gets the, the job will green he ain't gonna get it because the other guy that he, inter he interviewed against did a little better job but uh <laughs> i said i just wish that he would and uh and so we did a second round of interviews and lo and behold will got the job but tell us what your memories are of that. Yeah, no, um, I, I do remember um, uh, that was it was an incredibly intimidating interview. There was uh, guys that, that I had recognized on on TV sitting around the table uh, from all across the state, and I uh, felt like I was in, in front of the firing squad. I think I was sitting in the middle of this very long table in a boardroom and uh had questions fired at me from all across the room and i <clears throat> i do remember a, a a gentleman at the far end of the table who uh who unbeknownst to me at the time was was you todd i believe and and i, I think we've kind of rehashed this a couple of times <clears throat> over the years but um 
I think you asked me maybe, you know, look, we're, we're looking for uh, I, I, the guy, the gentleman I'd replace, Bob Israel, was, was look, he was a legend. He, he was truly a gentleman at the Capitol. Everybody knew Bob. He had done a phenomenal job for, for 33 years. And so, obviously, you all were looking to, to replace him with someone who was, who was going to be there a while and, and was going to be able to step into his shoes and, and continue his success. And I think you, you asked me, um, you know, hey, you know, we're looking for somebody for stability and, and, you know, can you give us any direction about how long you'll be here and your commitment to this job and this industry and this organization and didn't remember at the time, but I think later on you told me that I said, you know, look, Todd, I I don't don't know what God has planned for me over the next ten years, but if I'm blessed enough to have this job, then uh, I, I will consider that a, a huge success. And unbeknownst to me at the time, that that really resonated with you because again, I didn't know at the time, but you know, you were a, a great man of faith, and and look, that that just goes to show you that you know. It, it, it is little things like that. It's little nuggets like that, that, uh, you know, sharing your faith and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be just this, this big bang and this loud pronunciation of, of the kingdom or of Jesus or, you know, stomping your feet or yelling and, and having a sign on your, on your head that you're, you know, that you're a Christian that, that, that gives off the, the notion that you are a believer and that that just kind of passive to me, what what seemed like just a passive natural answer, uh, led to something so much bigger and longer. And I'm I'm really grateful that it did. Yeah, and we're so blessed that you got the job and you've done such a great job. And and I tell you, people know, you know, look, you you do your lobbying job and you do a great job at it. And we'll 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 laugh about this. He's an attorney representing the car dealers. And what's the third trifecta there? Yeah, attorney, lobbyist, represent lobbyist. the car dealers. I think if you look on any list of um, top jobs and and where those rank on people's trust levels, I'm not I'm not sure those are those are incredibly high. But yeah, uh, yeah. we always joke about that. He hit the trifecta of hell, and uh, yeah. but yet at the same time, here's a guy that has all represented us extremely well and represented our God very well. And you know, I, I would say I always tease people you don't really have to be cajun or catholic to be on the show but you got to have a real love for the lord and you know it doesn't hurt to be from louisiana even though it's like way the heck up there uh in north louisiana but not from cajun country but uh will is a wonderful human being and and someone who's been in my spiritual life for a long time and so you know talk about and again i want to share this too in in our mass this past week uh the reading was king's and it's about, this is one of my favorite readings, and it's it's about how, where is the Holy Spirit? And he was looking for the Holy Spirit in this cave, and it's like, is it in an earthquake or a big fire, or, you know, is it in a loud noise? And no, the, the Holy Spirit comes in, in a whisper. And so, you know, that's biblical from way back, and yet, at the same time, I'm telling you, when Will interviewed for this job, that that's where the Holy Spirit was in that whisper, and we recognize that, and we, we certainly made the right choice. Tell us where your faith comes from, because you have a deep faith, I know, and uh, where in your family does that come from? Yeah, no, and look, uh, along those same lines, I've gotten asked that question several times over my life, and sometimes I feel I feel kind of bad when I'm sitting in a, in a church or, or at a conference, or I can remember growing up going to... Um, 
different different retreats and hearing just amazing testimonies given about almost like these Paul-like transformations. You know, Paul was like struck blind and that, you know, that was, imagine him giving his testimony way back when about walking on the road and being struck blind and, and, I, and you know, other just amazing testimonies from people. And look, I've heard many people come on on this radio show and just the uh, the amazing testimonies that they have and you you know people like me I, I'm sure there's a lot out there listening that really if you're like me just didn't really have that that just instant conversion I mean I think uh, look at myself I'm almost almost like that whisper I mean it has been many many whispers I, I, I you know I think almost think of myself as like a I'm like a puzzle piece and believe me the puzzle is not complete, but it started with, you know, the first piece was my parents who, who were not just overly spiritual, but I can tell you that, you know, the, the, the pieces that they put together was, you know, we, we always did, did evening prayers. And then every Sunday, you know, church was made a priority and, and we always went to church. And so those were kind of the, the initial pieces of my faith life. And then as I got older, FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We had an amazing coach, Coach Barmore, who who's passed away. He was a legend at Cedar Creek High School, where I grew up going to. FCA was was big in my life, and then went to um, went to college at Northwestern State University, and was incredibly blessed to be around some amazing friends and that continued to help shape my faith. One of them, he was not a state senator at the time, but became ultimately Gerald Long, became a state senator. He guided me back to Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and I met there people like like Andy Stroop. I was I was able to be blessed through the Wesley Foundation. I, uh, I I go to a Methodist church, and the Wesley Foundation really helped continue to just put those pieces of the puzzle in place. And then. You know, throughout law school, uh, there was different different Christian organizations. I went to a Christian law school in Mississippi College. There was, you know, we were we were very blessed to have a, a Christian uh, law group there that met once a week. And so, look, I'll tell you, every day Satan comes and, and and tries to take a piece of that puzzle, and sometimes he he does. But like I said, it's it's uh, uh you know God God comes and in, in, in those whispers and, and puts those pieces back into place and so my puzzle is definitely not complete and you know it's not something that I can hang on the wall yet or anything like that but but God willing you know one day I'll I'll, I'll finish that race and but but again it, it is it is a you know I'm a work in progress and that's kind of that's kind of my testimony and it, and it continues and, and let me let me say this. You know, we, we, we kind of joked earlier about being, you know, the attorney, the lobbyist, the the for the car dealers. And I, I couldn't be more appreciative and thankful that um, that God put me in an industry that uh, that is and, and has surrounded me with really good people. I mean, we had a group of lobbyists that met on Tuesday mornings. And we and also have another group of lobbyists that 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 we do have, you know, that are that are biblically focused that uh, had a Bible study. And and so there is a good group because, look, it's it's it is very easy in in that world to to get distracted. There's, you know, to, to kind of fall off. And if you don't have if you don't have a group around you holding you accountable, keeping you in check, you know, it, it, it's it's easy to get distracted. And then. In the car business, Todd, I, I can tell you, man, this this state especially, we are surrounded by some of the most incredibly 
uh, incredible family-owned dealers that are very spiritual, very dedicated to their communities. You don't have to look very far in this area to see one of the one of the great pillars of his community that recently passed away, Joel Ostelet, who, I mean, good night. He raised an incredible amount of money for his church, spent an incredible amount of, of time and energy and effort given back to his community through his faith. And followed his dad's tradition, Mr. Bubba Ostelet. And, uh, you know, for years, people and in, in good Catholics in, in South Louisiana know they do a priest barbecue in Lake Arthur Jennings every year for the priest. They're just an amazing family. And uh, it was a tremendous loss for us to yeah. not have Joel. And Joel was key in, in our board. We, we always open with a prayer. I don't know if Will, before Will came, that Bob really did it. Bob is a faithful guy, but that was something that was a priority for me. I was like uh, the, the, the uh, chairman shortly after Will was hired, and, uh, and it was important to me. And I hope we've, we've continued that tradition uh, in your board, and we always do a good prayer. And t- people like Tommy Lynch, I think about, you know, just awesome guys that, that, that would kill it. Some of the prayers we have in our auto dealer meetings uh, – you would see in church, you know, it's just hard to believe. You don't think about that. I want to share with our listeners that, first of all, remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics, and today's guest is Will Green. He is the CEO of Louisiana Automobile Dealer Association, works out of Baton Rouge, lobbies the legislature. When you think of state legislature, you're not thinking so much of faith. It wouldn't be the first thing on your mind, but hearing Will say that the lobbyists are, are uh, you know, doing Bible study is just wonderful and very heartwarming for our community. But I want to share that, um, you know, you and I haven't spoken in a while, but I, God put on my heart that the conversion life is like a puzzle. And I had this, it was like a daydream, I don't know if you want to call it, and that, that every day of your life since you're born, you put a piece of the puzzle in. Because my daughters always want to know, what's conversion like? Is that all at one time or is it a little bit? And I think everyone's is different. But for most of us that conversion is you put a piece in the puzzle every day and then when you sin just like you talked about devils taking those pieces of puzzle away at some point in your life you put the puzzle together hopefully while you're still alive and that's the conversion moment and when you when you step back from the pieces and you look at it it's it's the face of jesus and you you have this amazing epiphany that you you know you've put together this this face of jesus in your life and at that moment, the puzzle disbands. It, it, it breaks apart completely. And you start, you begin a new puzzle for the rest of your life. Like me, like I'm on my second puzzle. And on that second puzzle, you put those pieces in every day. Same thing. You put them in with good works. You take them away with sin. But when you die, you complete that second puzzle. And when you, when you step back from that one, it's, it's God the Father. You know, that you're, you're in the presence of God the Father. That came to me through some prayer. That's pretty wild and out there, but it's kind of channeling on what you're saying. No, yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, Will, um, tell us um, where, you know, uh, you got two, two wonderful kids and a wife, and give us a little bit about uh, how you're mentoring them to be good Christians. You know, tell us about your, your immediate family. Yeah, I mean, look, that brings a whole new level of prayer life and, and obviously responsibility into it. You know, I've, I've got I've got an eight year old daughter and I've got a, a five year old son and um, married to a a amazing, amazing woman, Kristen. And they're, you know, obviously just trying to, um, you know, trying to to be the hands and feet for them trying to you know my prayer is constantly that 
you know, to be the, the husband God wants me to be, to be the, the father uh, to them that God wants me to be. My, um, you know, so funny, my, my daughter uh, at church, they just got their Bibles, my eight-year-old. And um, kids, um, you know, they ask some amazing questions. And one of the things that, that, that our pastor did, he said, um, look, I want you all to read Matthew. And after you read Matthew, come back and I'll give you a gift. And, um, boy, if you want to um, motivate my daughter, just mention anything about a gift and especially give her a hint mm-hmm. that, that, it's, that the gift involves ice cream. And so I'm going to tell you, she went home and she aggressively read Matthew. And I said, well, look, you know, if you have any questions, they're going to come up. You know, let's talk about it. Let's, let's discuss it. Let's pray about it. You know, whatever you want to do. And... I, you know, I, I think that I answered, was able to answer every, you know, every question and we discussed every one, but, um, you know, she did, she did come to me and, 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 and then we ultimately went to our, went to our pastor with, with the, you know, the question is, well, who's God's dad? No, who, who's God's parents? <laughs> and, um, and so we, we even talked to the preacher about that and he, he said the same thing, you know, he, he, he said, well, that's, you know, one of the amazing mysteries of faith and, uh, and so I felt a little better that, uh, that, you know, he didn't really have a good answer for that one either. But, um, but anyway, you know, seeing, seeing your kids develop their faith is, is really amazing. Kind of, you know, one of the great, great times of the day is, is every night, you know, being able to say prayers with them, hearing them, you know, hearing the things they pray for, you know, the innocence of children is, is just, um, is just amazing. Um, you know, look, I, I, Kristen and I pray. We try to pray together at least once a week. I think that is that is incredibly important in you know in in our relationship. Um, you know we've done we've done Bible studies together. I think that is incredibly important in a in a relationship. Um, you know because again it's it's a you know we're in this together, and um, you know the more we grow together. Uh, as Christians on this walk, I think I think the better, and so um, and um, I, I, you know I couldn't be more blessed with my family. That's awesome. Do you have time to read? Are you a big reader? I do. Um, not not a ton of time. I mean, I when I go on vacation, I really I really love to read. Um, and then during uh, during Lent, we did my church did a Lenten Bible study, uh, and so we just actually just finished uh, um, walking walking in the f- footsteps of Jesus by. Um, uh, last name Hamilton. He's a he's a pastor. I, um, I'm I'm blanking on his first name. But it was mm-hmm. a, it was a book. I, that's actually just one of the first books I've read in a while. But it was really good. All right. Uh, so again, back on you know talking about the automobile business and that's who you represent. Um, you know, I do. I've always thought about. I really wanted to write a book, and maybe one day I will about about the auto industry, about in particular our car dealership and 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 faith. And I don't think most people would put those two together, but but for me, it has been a spiritual journey and having a generational business and having a grandfather that always had a deep faith. And, and I think that people, well, knowing our employees and family that know that God has, has ordained our business, if you want to say, I don't want I don't say that in a cocky way or anything like that, but it just knows that like our, our business is um, just 
it's just got something special to it and and, and it is it, it is the best of us when we when we it's it's our faith but you've kind of seen this front and center I know y'all award a dealer of the year every year and it seems like for me like every year when y'all do the caricature things with the posters that it inevitably their church is featured but give us some stories of, of dealers that have in, inspired you I know you do some investigating yeah, no, I mean, look, that's, um, gosh, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to narrow it down. I mean, we've, um, we've actually in, we, as, as you mentioned, what, what, what we do is one of the, one of the, I think best awards we have is we, we nominate every year, Louisiana dealer of the year. And that is a, that is the reason it's so special is because it's, it's a, it's a nominate, it's award that's a nominated amongst your peers and, it's not all about sales and success in the dealership. It's, it's, it's as much or more about what you've done in your community. And from that, um, you are then um, uh, our nominee to the National Auto Dealer of the Year. And uh, that is uh, basically you're placed with about 50 other dealers from across the country and you go on to the National Auto Dealers a year, and uh, that is, I can tell you, an overwhelming um, process because of just all the many great things that dealers do across the country for uh, their communities. And we have twice over the last three years had our Louisiana dealer, Susan Moffitt, up in Shreveport, and then recently a guy right here in Lafayette, Bob Giles, um, one, the national, uh, time and ally dealer of the year. And, uh, Bob Giles, one of the things he's done is when the horrific, uh, um, incident a couple of years ago of the church is being burned in the, in the, you know, I don't think it's a, uh, too light to say, you know, that in, in the terrorist accident, uh, uh, he, he, he rebuilt those churches. He, he helped have those churches rebuilt. Um, you know, Bob gives tremendously back to his community, uh, and so, I mean, again, uh, again it's the, the countless things that dealers do in their communities. It's, you know, it's, it, it's just amazing. It's overwhelming. And those things don't really get talked about. You know, dealers really don't like talking about uh, uh, the, the, you know, the things they do in their communities. A lot of the, a lot of times it's about sales and, um, you know, those kind of things. But I can tell you, uh, the charitable contributions dealers it's hard to walk past a, a basketball court it's hard to walk past a baseball field it's hard to you know it's rare to see a kid's baseball shirt without a without the dealership's name um featured on that and you know again it's it's it, it goes back to what we said earlier it's it's a it's you know all but about five of the dealerships in the state are family owned second and third generation i mean todd you you are uh you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, one of the biggest success stories in that. And, and you've got, I mean, you've got family working all through that. Uh, you know, you're, 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 uh, uh, generational, you've got third generation, fourth generation working in the, in the dealership. Now you can, you can testify to how, how incredibly difficult that can be, but at the same time, what a, what a huge blessing that can be. Yeah. I think in any industry, if you are a business owner, you can do some amazing things in that position, you know, with your faith. And we always say my mother was kind of like mother Teresa, but, 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 but if mother Teresa owned a car dealership, that's what, that's what it would look like. And so mom was actually able to use a lot of her um, connections through Channel 10, for example, to start the food drive and have them do an annual, you know, live event. And uh, 
also with many of the restaurants in town, a lot of the customers we have, you know, we've been able to do some really wonderful things. She started so many projects. I want to share a supernatural story that just occurred to me while you and I were talking, but I had this, um, huh, another one of those epiphanies, and uh, a close friend of mine, uh, Dr. David Roy, is really pro, a big pro-life guy. He goes to Baton Rouge and prays at the abortion clinics, and he, he told me that this lady um, in Houma, Louisiana, and some of our listeners may know her name, but that she had to get a message to the governor and to the ex-governor, to Buddy Romer, and, and so he, he pulls me aside one day and says, hey, you... You got any access to Buddy Romer? Man, I have no, you know, no, uh, I, I don't. Uh, I say, I'm saying the wrong thing. It was Bobby Jindal. Bobby Jindal. And so the only person I could think of was Will. And I knew Will had a big spiritual heart. And I think I just said, I'm going to take a shot and call Will. And so we had this little message to get to, to uh, Bobby Jindal. This is long after he's been the governor, right? This is a few years back. And just that, that hey, uh, the, the, the pro-life movement in Louisiana is going to come in the in the country is going to come from louisiana it's going to start and it has something to do with getting a message into bobby jindal and i i'm gonna let you take the story lo and behold will's in an airport and uh and where where were you in atlanta huh yeah i was actually i was traveling back from a meeting and um i'm in the in you know waiting on uh i, I had a layover in atlanta and i'm waiting to get on the, my plane back to baton rouge and um and there's Governor Jindal sitting in the same um, airport in the same uh, the same terminal, waiting uh, as well to to fly back from Baton Rouge. And I I knew the governor, you know, in passing. I did I didn't know him well. He he was in his last term when I when I you know really started and got going. I was practicing law for most of most of my time when uh, or most of his his uh, term. But again, knew him just you know a little bit and. Um, just, you know, he was standing around, I was standing around. I knew that, that Todd had this really, really tug on his heart and had this, had this desire and had, had this personal connection and needed to get this word to him. And, um, you know, you, you, you've, again, you, you start that whisper, that whisper comes up and says, you know, you need to need to say something. And so I just, he, he looks over, we make eye contact and I thought, all right, God, if this is, uh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so I went up and actually had the opportunity to, to talk and and to say, look, I know this is totally random and, um, but, uh, I've got, I've got a message I need to deliver to you. And, and that was, I think the start of, of, of a a little bit of a communication. Yeah. And the rest of that story, the way you told it to me was he actually walked away from you and you you get you didn't actually get to talk to him but then when it was all over uh, y'all landed the plane and y'all were both waiting for your suitcases i believe and he and yours and his were the last two off and it put god really put y'all together and since what's come of that you know the heartbeat bill was a big deal in georgia he, will and i went to the masters together and when we were there they were talking about the heartbeat bill and uh, louisiana has something very similar and we've been blessed that john bell edwards I believe he he signed that bill, I guess, and we're close to being, I think, the leaders in there. So that I don't know how much we had a little bit a little bit of something to do with all that, but you know that's how the Holy Spirit works. So again, uh, uh, Will, thank you for being here so much and uh, for being such a great guy and and uh, and and for I, I tell you just on behalf of my family how you you have changed my life and you made me a better person and I really appreciate it and keep up the good work at the legislature. No, I appreciate it, Todd. Look uh, again, it's it's um that you know that who knew that small conversation and that uh, again that just um 
one you know sentence or answer to the question you asked would um would lead to such a a, a blessing and um i've just so enjoyed um this this opportunity and and just getting to know you and your faith and um look you you, you know we we need we need relationships like this and and um and having you in my life has has been has been incredible as well and i've grown spiritually you've challenged me um you know you you think outside the box and and i think that's good and um man it's been an incredible blessing and an incredible right. ride we're going to continue to do god's work uh again you've been listening to cajun catholics with will green he's the ceo for the louisiana auto dealers association a, a true blessing to all of us and uh, keep up the good work will and again until next time uh we always challenge you to engage the cajun catholic in you until next time god bless thank you will.